Bibles. We're going to dive in tonight, starting in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Chapter 6, verse 9. This is one of my most favorite scriptures in all the Bible. It seems as I have a lot of those now, but I say that quite a bit, but this really is one. I've loved this scripture for a long time, ever since I was a baby Christian, and it reads in the New King James Version, and let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let me say that one more time, and actually, if you don't mind, maybe just read along with me. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, let us not Grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Let me pray. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, Holy Spirit, anoint me to preach your word. Help me, God, to deliver the message that you've put upon my heart that's affected and impacted me so powerfully. Help it to just come forth out of my mouth as you would have it to so that it changes the lives of people here tonight who are ready to receive. Anoint me. I could do nothing without you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So, just a little introduction and kind of an update. Right now, life is pretty intense and pretty crazy for me and my family. Uh, Katie and I, all of you, many of you know, you know, we started a campus over in Waterloo a year ago. Things are going incredibly well. We just had one of our largest attended services this past Sunday of what we've, since we've had, uh, since we launched that campus over there. Things are just going great. I'm so excited uh, about what the future holds. I'm so excited about what our volunteers and our team, the commitment that they're making and what they're doing to help us build the church over there. And in addition to all this going on, uh, we decided to move to Waterloo made the commitment to move our family over there a few months ago. We bought a house, and we're actually in the process of uh, closing on our existing home. So we got a contract on that, but one of those things where we actually had to close on the other one if we didn't want to lose it before we sold the one that we were in. And so it was kind of a step of faith there. And then in the new home, it was just a beautiful place. It was everything that we really wanted, but there was some construction that needed to be done and some remodeling. So you know, a guy that has five kids and one on the way needs quite a few bedrooms. So we're actually adding some bedrooms. And uh, Ken Goodman, he's over there every day helping me knock out a bunch of construction and get some stuff done right now. So that's all going on. We're trying to finish up the closing process on our existing home and all the little things that are coming up with the inspections done there, getting inspections done in the new place. On top of that, we're having a kid a sixth kid who Katie's due in two months, which by the way, she just went to the doctor today. Baby boy is healthy, doing great. Yeah, so excited about that. You know, just, just a lot of stuff that's going on, right? And, uh, and, and when, you're, when you're really going after the things of God, this is, I, I tell you that just to kind of introduce my message tonight and let you peer into my life a little bit because this message is really kind of coming out of that. And, and when you're really going after the things of God, like I feel that we are, and, and we're moving forward and we just happen to be in one of those seasons where it's really intense, it's like a sprint right now, sometimes it's hard 
to keep going and just keep going hard and, and not end up getting weary and kind of getting wore out from time to time. How many people could relate to that? that you're going strong. It's like sometimes you just start getting weary. You kind of get wore down. And, and, and at times, people can kind of get to the point where they want to even throw in the towel. I've seen a lot of people that were moving hard for a season, really going after something. And then all of a sudden, it's like they just can't get, they just can't do it anymore, right? They're just wore out. And they, they just kind of throw in the towel. How many people know that weariness wears people down to the point that they want to give up, that they want to quit, right? And that can happen to anybody. Now, none of us, I don't think, want to be a quitter, so to speak. We don't want to throw in the towel. But when it comes to certain types of things or physical things, whatever, we, we all kind of have our limits, right? And so my, my question that I present to you tonight to really think about is what really causes this kind of weariness? What causes weariness in our, our spirit? And how do we avoid it? Now, in this scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Paul is saying, don't grow weary while doing good. For in due season you shall reap if you don't faint. Now this is, we're going to break this down because this is incredibly powerful stuff here. When you really get into this, you realize that no matter how hard you're going, no matter how much you're really in pursuit of the things of God, what Paul's saying is there really should never be a weariness in your soul during that. Physical weariness is different, right? That's the physical man and those limitations. We're going to feel that. You get, I'm tired at night. I need to rest, right? But the inner man, the spirit man, is not supposed to grow weary while in pursuit of the things of God. Now, first thing that he says, he says, in due season, you're going to reap. And so what he means by that, due season actually represents like a time of maturity or being fully nourished. We're living over in Waterloo, right? We, there's all kinds of farm crops around us. And the crops, they grow for weeks and for months. And the farmers let those crops develop and mature until they reach a point where they're ready for harvest. They don't jump out there in their, in their combines and start combining everything up whenever it gets a foot or two off the ground. That'd be crazy. There wouldn't be enough fruit on the vine, right? He has, they have to let that crop mature and develop until it reaches that point of full, uh, of full nourishment. And that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, look, when you're doing good, when you're in pursuit of the things of God, there's a maturity, there's a development that's happening in the things that your hands are at the work of doing that you may not see the harvest yet. You may feel like you're working hard, you're doing all these things, and you want to see the growth. You want to see the harvest, right? We all kind of have that in us. But he's saying that there's a point coming where that's going to happen, but it can't happen until it's really ready, it's mature, and it's fully developed and fully nourished. And if you get there and you try to reap the harvest too soon, guess what? You mess up the entire crop. You don't get what God has really ordained and purposed for that thing to be in your life if you try to reap it in and pull it in and grab a hold of it before it's really matured and developed. And also this word due season comes from the Greek word idios, which means a personal thing. I love this. This is interesting because we're all busy about our lives. We all are doing the things that God is calling us to do, I hope. And in each of our lives, there's a personal aspect to that. 
we're all kind of on our personal journey where there's things that are personally being developed in what God is calling us to do. So while some of us may be reaping a harvest right now, others may just now be planting the seed. Others may be watering this, this, the crop. There's a different thing. It's, it's personal and unique to each and every one of us. And what that tells me is I've got to be very intent and very in tune with staying close to God and what's per, what he's personally doing on the inside of me and in, in my life and not be too concerned with all of the external circumstances and what's happening in the world or in other people's lives around me. I know that God is doing a work in me and wherever that development stage is at or, or the maturity process is at, that it's unique and it's personalized and I need to stay close to him to make sure I'm in tune with that. You know, some people like to say, well, I mean, I'm due, man. You know, I'm due for something. Well, maybe so. <laughs> what I found is that the person that's actually doing the giving is really the one that decides when you're due. <laughs> and God is the one that's doing the giving. He's the one that's doing the growing. He's the one that's bringing forth the harvest He's the one that gets to decide when the due season actually is. See, I can look with my natural eye at the natural things around me, and I can tell you that crop is not ready for harvest. It's not really that difficult. The corn has to be a certain height. There's got to be so much crop on the vine and, and all the things that are the same way. But with the spiritual, I can't necessarily tell you where it's at in the process. God is the one that brings the increase, so really only he knows exactly what the stage of development is and where it's at in the maturation process. So I need to be content with just doing what he's called me to do in the planting and the watering of the thing, knowing that my role is not to bring the increase. Turn with me in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and read verses 6 through 8 with me, if you will. I, this is Paul. He's saying, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Listen, it's critically important in the life of a believer who's devoted themselves to faithfully serving the Lord. It's critically important that we understand this scripture, that no matter what we go through, no matter what season that we're in, no matter what God is up to in our lives, we'll always be responsible for planting seed. We'll always be responsible for watering that seed. But you and I will never, ever, ever, ever be able to bring the increase. Only God can do that. And herein lies a very powerful truth in how I feel people can grow weary in their spirit when they're really just trying to pursue the things that God would have them to do and the good things in life. Is that... They're too focused on trying to grow the crop 
instead of just doing what they can do and what we're called to do, which is planting and watering. This is a hard lesson that I am learning. I am a person that likes progress. I like movement and development. And I want to see our church grow. I want to see things move almost always faster than what it seems like they're happening. But I've come to realize that I will never be able to grow anything that God is purposing in my heart and that he is only the one. He is always at the center of the growth process and I am not. I am simply the planter and I am simply the waterer. And if I try to put myself in a place and in a position where I'm trying to grow the thing, undoubtedly, brothers and sisters, eventually we will become weary because we've put ourselves in a place that's reserved for only God himself. It says it in his word. He's told us this. And if we put ourselves there, what is God to do? I've told you in my word that I am the one that grows it. I am the one that brings the increase. You're trying to take a part, you take a role that is reserved for me alone in your life. We get into problems when we try to make things grow. See, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 10, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. We're not intended to be, as I said earlier, wearisome. There's not supposed to be a weariness in our spirit when we're busy about the things of God. But it happens. It does. We grow weary. People give in. They throw in the towel. They walk away. They abort the mission. Things that God has led them on that he still intends to finish, that he it didn't say we were ready to quit, and people move away. They, they turn aside because they get weary. They get wore out. They get tired. Life bears down on them because they're so focused on, I, got, I have to see the growth. I have to see the growth to know that, that everything is right. They're, we're not content with just knowing that we're planting and that we're watering and we're doing all the things day in and day out that we can do. And God is going to bring the increase in the time and the season that he chooses to. But we, we feel like we have to see the growth. I need to see it now, baby. I need to see what's happening. I need to see 10 more people this Sunday. I got to see that. What, we, we, we had a little less numbers than last week. What is going on? What is going on? Well, I did everything I think as close as I could figure to what God was leading me to do day in and day out. I was planting and I was watering. But then when I look at the increase and I look at the growth and I don't see it, I didn't, didn't happen right then according to what I thought the timeline should be, all of a sudden I get weary. All of a sudden it wears down on me and I think what's going on and I start to question things. It's true, isn't it? The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 5, some men's sins are clearly evident, preceding them to judgment, but then those of some men follow later. Likewise, the good works of some are clearly evident, but those that are otherwise cannot be hidden. Sometimes you see it right away. Sometimes things happen pretty quick. Other times they don't. And if it's not happening now, and you're not seeing growth at the time and the season, at the rate that you think it should be, we've got to be able to step back, 
away from that situation and know as long as we're planting, as long as we're watering, as long as we're doing the things that God is calling us to do day in and day out, there is going to come a harvest. He says, if you do not grow weary in well-doing, you will reap a harvest in due season. He doesn't say maybe. He says you will. It's a promise. You could, you could stand in faith on it. You can know that it's coming. You just don't know the timeline. And as long as you're planting and as long as you're watering, God is up to something. You know, when I'm standing out there in, in, in our place in Waterloo, I'm, at the beginning when we were going out there, we were kind of going out like every couple of weeks, right? And that, that corn, it'd grow like a foot, maybe two feet. Every two weeks when I come out there, I'd be like, wow, that stuff's really growing, man, and it's growing fast. But when I stand out there at night now, or sit, and I'm watching out over the field, Dave, I don't see it growing. <laughs> I, I, I'm not looking at it and being like, man, that stuff's growing fast. Did you know it actually grows like six inches a day? It is growing. Do you get that? It is growing. I just can't see it because it's at a pace that is not relating to my natural eye. Oh, when you're doing the things of God and you're pursuing what he's calling you to do, you're planting and you're watering. It's a promise, baby. That God is growing something. He's maturing a work in you bigger than what you can even put your mind around. And there is growth happening. But we have to receive it by faith and in our spirit because the natural eye almost never can see it at the rate and the pace that God is working at. That's good, isn't it, Anna? <laughs> Anna and I, just funny thing, she's got an office next to me, and her life totally changed when that happened, actually. And so she was excited tonight because she got to come. She was in, in crosswalk to see me anyway, whatever. You know, other times when we're planting or we're watering, we could kind of get that process mixed up a little bit too. You know, when the farmers put the seed down and they put the water, I, I see them drive around and I see them put the seed down and then I see them come back and they put fertilizer, they put weed stuff on there, you know, they do all this stuff. But if they put too much of it on or too little, then it affects the crop. It can, it can cause the, the harvest to be less productive. We can't just sit around and do nothing every day. I mean, we've got to get to work and plant, right? We've got to do the work of God. We can't just sit around and do nothing. But at the same time, if we try to force things too much, if we try to do it in great excess and just in our own hand, way beyond what maybe the pace that God is allowing it to do, we can contaminate the crop too. We've got this these bushes at our, our old house, and we had these beautiful blackberry bushes that came up in the last couple of years. We worked so hard for them. And I was going around this year, and one of them is dead. And I'm like, I don't understand, Katie. One blackberry bush is doing great, and the other one is dead. It's like it was doing awesome, and now it's gone. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I, like, I might have went a little overboard with the weed killer. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, well, there were a lot of weeds around it, and I just sprayed it really, really hard. And then it died. 
you know? We, this whole planting and watering thing, we got to be led of the Lord. I mean, we have to be really seeking Him day in and day out and let Him kind of lead and guide our steps because if, if we're not doing something and, and it worked and we're maybe not planting enough, but at the same time, if we're trying to do too much in our own selves and not with Him, then we can kind of mess that whole process up too. And so the, the farmers, you know, they, they understand this. They do the right amount of planting, the right amount of watering, and all that other stuff. But never, ever, ever do I see them go out there and stand in front of the crop and say, okay, grow, grow, because they can't do anything about that. They're, they can't make the crop grow, and they understand that, right? They're doing everything that they can and the proportions and in the measures that they know are healthy and right and productive. But at the end of the day, they can do nothing about the growth. But when the harvest time comes, they'll know and they will reap the harvest and they will be ready. Psalm 128 verses 1 and 2 says, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord who walks in his ways when... Not if you eat the labor of your hands. You shall be happy and it shall be well with you. I absolutely love this. That Look, it's hard, you know. Wanting things to happen, wanting to see results, wanting to just see the growth, wanting to, you know, man, I've, I've been at this long enough. It's time for something to happen for me. I'm sure we've all been there, right? But... We can definitely walk in faith and hold secure to the promise that as long as we don't grow weary, as long as we stay the course and continue doing good. Do you know that word doing good? This is really powerful. It means an attractional kind of good that motivates others to also do good. Interesting that there's actually more going on than just what's happening in our own lives. That as long as we're staying the course and doing the things, even though maybe we're not seeing the growth right now, that just in the process of following God and doing good and doing the works that we're supposed to do, that there's an attraction, that there's a witness, that there's a message in that to the people around us. Oh, if we would take our eyes sometimes off our own situation and even think about that. Right, that there's so many things that are happening outside of our own situation that our, our process of planting and watering and doing what God is calling us to do is actually bringing a message to other people around us. The farmers over there, they have this thing called crop insurance. And so they take out these insurance policies. So when they invest all this money in the seed, in the fertilizer, the irrigation, the equipment, all these things, right? They've got a large chunk in it already. And if the crop fails, crop failure, maybe there's a drought or maybe there's a flood, they, claim, they, they file a claim on this insurance policy. And... Uh, and when they file a claim on the insurance policy, if the crop failed, they still get paid from the insurance company. It hedges their losses, and so they pay the premiums for this. Makes sense, right? Helps the farmers. But did you know that in the Word of God, 
There's no crop insurance needed on his promises. There's going to be a harvest. It's going to come. If you stay the course, if you don't grow weary, if you keep planting and you keep watering, you can be for certain by faith that a harvest is going to come. You don't need no insurance policy. You don't need no backup plan. You don't need no contingency plan. You don't need no what-if situation. You can rest in faith that there will be a harvest in the time and in the season that God declares himself. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 that there is a time and a season for everything under the sun, and everything is beautiful in its time. Did you know that the planting and the watering seasons are beautiful if we'll stop and recognize them for what they are? Everything is beautiful in season, not out of season. We want to walk in pace and in rhythm and in cadence with God's plans for our lives. Amen? You don't, these are promises that we can rest in faith upon and know that they are going to come true. I love that. I love that because when that settles in in me, when that gets in my spirit, gets implanted, it's not that I'm not interested, curious, or anxious for desiring for that growth to come. I'm human. But I can let go of it enough. <laughs> and I can know God is in control and a harvest is coming. You know, I'm telling you the truth. I, in the midst of all this stuff that we have going on, I am getting stronger. I don't understand it. I mean, I have my days, don't get me wrong. But I am getting stronger in this season and in this time because I know God is doing something. I know that he's bringing something to pass, to maturation it's going to come. I'm going to see a harvest. I know it. It's a promise. I know it's going to happen. And you know this weariness that the Bible talks about? I mentioned earlier, it's not a physical kind of weariness. The definition of this weariness actually means to have a weariness in our inner man and in our spirit to the point of wanting to give in. How powerful is that? That if we get too focused on the wrong things, if we get too focused on needing to see the growth, that eventually it'll start to bear down on us to the point that it actually gets inside and weakens and affects our inner man to the point that we want to walk away or give up or just pass off on the things that God is really trying to bring to pass in and through us. That's why Paul says in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, be strengthened by the might of the Spirit in your inner man. Oh, we, by relationship with God, by walking with Him, by trusting Him, by seeking Him each and every day, that we are actually being strengthened in that inner man place so that the weariness cannot penetrate and move in and start to bear down and affect us. Isn't that awesome?